Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Market Minute, your home for news, the latest trends and analysis on the real estate market, as well as your personal how-to guide on real estate investing. Email me with your questions, comments, Mark at thesalibgroup.com. DM me at the Salib Group. Today, we have a very special guest on the show. She is Haley Cutter, the founder of Cutter Lux Living at Compass. Haley is a real estate advisor and investor who leads a team of agents in the downtown Boston area and surrounding. Listen now, as we pre-recorded this one-on-one interview earlier today, uh, you can get in touch with Haley through her website at compass.com slash agents slash Haley dash Cutter. See the link in the show notes. And without further ado, my one-on-one with Haley. All right. I am with Haley Cutter. She is the founder of Cutter Lux Living at Compass. Haley is a Boston native, and she serves Boston's most exclusive downtown neighborhoods and communities. Haley, so great to have you. Welcome to the show. So tell me, just give us, give the audience a little bit about yourself. Give us your background, your story, uh, and your company, Cutter Lux Living. Tell us about that, too. Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me here today, Mark. I'm really excited. And uh, yeah, a little bit about myself. So I have... Oof. Let me think. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, so my background is in advertising and marketing. So undergraduate, I went to school right here in Boston at Emerson College, and I was 100% certain that I wanted to get into the advertising world. So when I graduated from school, I thought that there were only two options, either L.A. or New York, and New York was closer. I got a job offer, so I ended up there. Um, I worked for a few years at Gray Worldwide, which is um, a global ad agency right out of Manhattan. And in account management, and my account there was Pantene Pro-V. So it was a wonderful training ground. Um, Absolutely loved every single second of New York. But Boston is home, and I missed it. And uh, it was time for me to come back. Um, When I did, I realized that advertising in Boston really can't compare to advertising in New York. So I started to look for different opportunities. And at the time, um, my now husband and, and then boyfriend was in real estate, and I feel that 95% of the people that we found ourselves with, be it at dinner or cocktail party or, you know, even just going out for a walk, um, they happen to be in some way or other in the real estate realm. So it was my husband who encouraged me to get my license. Uh, I've had my license for a little over 20 years now. And um, I gave real estate a go. And what I found is that account management and advertising really gave me the perfect training grounds um, to transfer into real estate. Because at the end of the day, what are we doing? We're marketing and advertising somebody's home. And there's so much more to it than just entering it into an MLS or a national listing system. And thankfully, my advertising campaign planning background um, gave me a leg up. So here I am, um, two kids, and 20 plus years later, really happily running a 12 person plus real estate team in Massachusetts. Uh, We service everything from downtown Boston to the North Shore, Shore, South Shore, as well as Cape Cod and Islands. I love that. I love that. And, you know, you, you've done so much. You've accomplished a lot. I mean, professionally with the team you've done and what you founded there at Cutter Lux Living. I love how that's with your husband. It's really cool, you know, just from a professional and personal standpoint. Thank um, you. Yeah, absolutely. Very impressive. And and what I do want to ask you, because, you know, it's it's obviously, like I said, what you've done is so cool. But from your perspective, right, as a female, um, what would you tell the listeners out there when it comes to because you talk about this a lot. I see it a lot. What you what you talk about, what you post other, you know, your articles and things like that. 
where you talk about females and how they get involved in real estate investing and how they, you know, the, the way they just, how important it is for them to know the latest with what's going on with the market and the trends and becoming investors too. And not, you know, not fearing that. Tell me more about that. What, what, what would you tell the audience about that? Sure. So I, what I'm uh, reading into it is the question is kind of twofold. So first, you know, advice to females and then also to females who happen to be investors. So first um, to address just being a female in the real estate industry, it's, it's really great because there aren't any barriers to entry. So in, in any state here in the United States, you, you get your real estate license, right? You, you figure out a brokerage firm you want to hang your license with, and there is no glass ceiling. So I know when I entered um, after college, sometimes you do see a little bit of a boys club and it's one industry where really there's no limits in real estate. So absolutely amazing. And, and actually we have more females, at least here in Massachusetts, working in the real estate realm than we do males. So, you know, female power. And second, when it comes to investing, a really smart thing that my husband and I did is directly out of school, we sat down with our financial advisor and we found out a way to purchase. Um, the biggest wealth creation here in the United States is through real estate. Um, in the Boston marketplace, our real estate is incredibly stable, um, even through markets such as 2008 and recently COVID hit downtown Boston, particularly the high rise luxury industry really, really hard. When you think about COVID and everybody wanted to get away from the shared spaces, the elevators, the lack of outdoor space. So really what I specialized in was extremely anti-COVID. But what I will say is through it all, even the dips in the market, uh, Boston real estate doesn't really lose value. If you're in the position that you can hold and just wait, uh, I, I've never seen anybody lose money in the Boston marketplace. Hmm, that's great. And you know, I I want to actually get into that a little bit more, the investing side. You said something so interesting there about, hey, my husband and I, we sat down with a financial advisor planner. We, we, we figured out a way to do it. But before I get into that, I do want to ask you about, you talked about Boston, and I know the listeners want to hear this because they tune into the show for that reason. Tell me about the market there. Tell me about the operating environment. Tell me about where you think it's going this year, 2023. Where are the trends? What's Boston real estate looking like? Sure. So the downtown market real estate here in Boston still presents a huge opportunity. I'd say that the real estate cost here is at or only slightly higher, about 3% higher than what we saw in the marketplace pre-COVID. Uh, in the suburban communities, we can be anywhere as high from you know 15 to 30, even 35% higher than we were uh, pre-COVID because the natural trend is many people who were downtown and either if they were at a, a point of life where they've had kids and they were questioning leaving the city, COVID really pushed them out. Um, so we have a lot of inventory for sale in downtown Boston, and it's a strong uh, buyer's market. Hmm, that's good to know. Yeah. All right. Yeah, wow. Interesting. Probably the opposite of Florida, right? So I, I know that you're out of Florida, Mark, and the market there, you saw so many people when they had the opportunity that they could work from a home of their choosing, an office of their choosing. They said, hey, I, I don't have to be you know, in New York or Boston or Chicago anymore. I'm going to head south and take advantage of the taxes in Florida and the warmer weather. And it, with that, here we are in these cities and there is some nice opportunity to really get in at a nice entry point. Yeah, I like that because you're right. I mean, it's it, Florida was definitely the, the demand was just so astronomical these last few years and still is. Uh, but it's good to know what Boston sort of on the other side of that where, hey, you, you're interested in investing in Boston. It's a good time to do it. That's that's a, 
that's really cool. Absolutely. Really and that really is specific to downtown Boston. Once we start to get into our suburban markets, uh, they saw similar trends that you realized in Florida. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. All right. So I know you're a big believer in real estate investing, like you alluded to earlier. Um, I can truly appreciate that. Obviously, um, we got a lot of investors. They love to tune into the show. Um, you, you think real estate investment can lead you to financial and personal freedom. You're very clear about that. Tell me how that is. Describe for me how that is. And, and, and maybe speak to the novice investor. Like, how would you get started? How an investor wants to get started in real estate. Well, how, what would you tell them to do? What would you tell them to, to get going with? So I think the first step really is to sit down with a, a financial advisor. Um, so that is one side of the business that that is not my area of expertise, although we do work day in, day out with a number of amazing, amazing wealth planners and financial advisors. So figure out what your monthly budget is, what you can really spend. What are you spending on rent right now? Um, a lot of reports are coming out, and I, I heard just last week that Boston is now the second highest rent rental rate here in the United States. So my guess is if you're paying these astronomical rental rates you in the high-rise luxury building, you most likely have the monthly spend to be able to go ahead and purchase. And oftentimes it's just what you don't know. So if you sit down with a financial advisor, they're going to walk you through a plan. They're going to figure out where you're spending money each month. Are there areas that you could cut? Or actually, is, is your budget healthy to cover all the costs that you would incur in home ownership? So in addition to the purchase price, of course, you want to take into consideration if you're in a condo, are there condo fees? Uh, typically, we see them assessed monthly here in Boston. Um, then we have real estate taxes, which are typically assessed quarterly. So once you have that number, your financial advisor will be able to annualize it and, and give you a monthly budget um, and let you know what your purchase price should be in a range. And then um, it, it's always a team, right? Nobody can go at this alone. So I see it if you're a brand new investor, the people you should be surrounding yourself with is a financial planner, um, a real estate agent to advise, as well as a mortgage broker. And the good mortgage brokers here are really going to break it down um, once again, they almost take a role of a wealth management um, position as soon as you get into their hands, and they can make recommendations as to the interest rates. Because we are in a market where we're seeing a lot of fluctuation in interest rates, so depending on what that rate is will affect your monthly spend. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's really well said. I think you, you nailed it. I mean, that's it. That's your team right there. And, and the biggest thing is to, to surround yourself with the best of those people that you can, you know, the best of the best to just help you make decisions and help you get and reach your goals. I love Absolutely. That. And I'd say if, if you have one of those individuals, so if you have a good friend who you say, hey, I know I'm going to use Jay as my mortgage broker, what I would actually start with is I would start up and I would chat with Jay and say, hey, Jay, this is what I'm looking to do. Do you have a team that you work with? Because we all know that the people that we work with day in, day out, it's going to be a smoother process. Um, there's going to be less bumps in the road. They have gone through this in the past and it's, it's a greater um, success rate. Hmm. Yeah, so I like working with an established team rather than like a one-off broker, a one-off realtor, a one-off wealth manager, because they're working in silos. You want everybody working together for you. That's a great point. And so if I'm a novice investor, I'm looking in Boston, I call Haley. Haley can then, I, I presume you could put me in touch with this team of people that could, could help me get reach my goals? Absolutely, 100%. And we can give you various options too. It's not just you must use this individual, but we'll provide a list of three to four names 
Um, we'll let you do your due diligence, have a conversation, see who you match with and um, whose goals are best aligned with yours. It's okay to shop rates, uh, but I do recommend the team approach. And that translates down to, to, to my day-to-day in, uh, in our Cutter Lux living business because it is my mindset that we really are all stronger together than we are apart. So if it's your financial team that's got your back and is establishing a budget for you, if it's your in-house brokerage team, you want more people working on your behalf, and then you want your brokers to have a strong, uh, a good relationship with the other brokers in the community. Absolutely. Yeah, very well said. And I, and I presume, Haley, this doesn't change, right? Let's say if, if, if I'm an investor, I'm in, I'm in another state even, or I'm in Boston, and I want to buy a secondary home, I want to buy just an investment property rent out, is, is the team essentially the same? Is the approach the same? Or, or is there any I think it should be. Buys? No, I think there's a huge advantage to the team approach. Okay, perfect. I like that. That's terrific. So either way. Okay, excellent, excellent. Um, all right. I want to get into, look, the, the service you give to your clients, I know it's top notch, I can tell. Um, one of the things I, I do admire about you, though, especially among many of the things that I do, but this specifically, your service to your community, um, I think, you know, you're the perfect testament to what it means to get back to the place you live and work in every day. Um, you're not just helping your clients, but you're helping your community, giving back to Boston and uh, through the company and even personally. Can you get into how you do that? What are some of the ways that, that Cutter Lux does that or yourself and so forth? Absolutely. So we define ourselves as event-driven, community-based realtors. And um, the community is always at the core of who we are. We're long-term supporters of the St. Francis House, which is the largest day shelter here in New England. Uh, they provide breakfast and lunch 365 days a year, as well as services such as um, healthcare checks, identification, counseling, help in getting you know, housing. So we've got a very, very strong partnership with them. And then, you know, we're, we're always supporting if, if any, if there are any initiatives that are important to our team members or our clients, we want to get involved. Um, so that's been going on for the past decade plus. It's who we are. Um, we're strong partners. And then on a little more personal level, my family and I, we suffered a house fire this past July. So our home in Hingham, it, it burnt to the ground. The only thing that was left was the 100-year-old chimney, which we got a phone call from the city the day after that said, hey, guys, you, you got to get rid of the chimney. So my husband turned to me, and he's like, oh, my gosh, what am I supposed to do? Go out there with a the hammer? You know, we were just at our wit's end, and we didn't know. Now, thankfully, our um, insurance adjuster took care of that for us. So chimney, house, everything, gone. Um, at that point in time, friends and the community around us, they started a GoFundMe to help my husband, my children, and I um, were great at raising funds. And as appreciative as we were for everyone's efforts, um, we were in a position that we did not thankfully need that money. We had insurance, we had savings, we knew that we would land on our feet. So what we quickly did is um, we started a fund, it's called the Cut Fire Fund, and it is to support first responders, families affected by fire, as well as raising awareness for fire prevention and tips. Um, and we probably about 10 days after our fire, we learned that there was a triple decker in East Boston that had burnt to the ground. So we shopped for the families. We got them clothing, personal items, toys for the children, backpacks, really anything that they may need. Um, and really, it's our mission to, to help and support other families. So we're still 
avid um, supporters of the St. Francis House and all the other initiatives that we've supported throughout the years. But um, this charity in particular is really close to my heart. And uh, we got our 501c3 status just about a month ago. And we're really, really excited to see it grow and to be able to support more first responders and families. Wow, congratulations to you and your Thank husband. You. That is amazing. And you said Cut Fire Fund, correct? Yes, it's called the Cut Fire Fund. Uh, the most recent family that we supported was um, just this week, a family in Holbrook, Mass, um, also a triple-decker, but the family lived on the second floor, and it was a mom and her 11- and 13-year-olds. So when we were able to touch base with the family and figure out, uh, you know, wish list items, I picked my children up at school this Tuesday, and actually my mom was with me, which was really special. And um, my daughter, she typically has gymnastics on Tuesdays. So as we were driving to her gymnastics location, I explained, I said, you know, your brother, your Nana and I, we're going to go shopping. Uh, we're going to get all the stuff for this family. Then we'll pick you up and we can deliver it. Uh, the, the donation point was a salon that the mom works at. So I said, well, we'll drop it off together. And she looked at me and she's like, no, we won't. I was like, Kinsley, what, what do you mean? She said, mom, I am shopping for that girl. She said, I know what girls like and I'm going to be there. I have to shop for her. So it's been really great to see my children get involved and, um, they know that they're okay, and it's an important message for them to pass along to others who, unfortunately, have also been devastated by fire. Absolutely. Wonderful thing to instill in them and uh, from a young age. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank and you. Amazing story. Amazing story, by the way. That's terrific. Wow. Well, um, that's, a, that's, a, uh, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Haley, for, for coming on. Um, and I do appreciate your time. Uh, everyone, that was Haley Cutter of Cutter Lux, and I uh, hope you enjoy our one-on-one -on -one interview. Thank you so much, Haley. Appreciate oh, it. Oh, my pleasure, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. Wow. She is terrific. So much to admire and learn from Haley and her 20 years of experience. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed my one-on-one -on -one talk with her. Um, reach out to her, compass.com slash agents slash Haley dash Cutter to get in touch with Haley. She's my go-to real estate advisor and agent for downtown Boston, and she should be yours too. And of course, as always, if you have questions or need advice about your situation, email me, mark at thesalibgroup.com. DM me on Instagram at thesalibgroup. Don't forget to leave a rating for the show and subscribe to help others find the show and be informed and educated about the real estate market just like you. See you on the next Real Estate Market Minute podcast. <laughs>